In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. The late Bishop Barbara C. Harris, the first female bishop ordained in the Anglican Communion, whom I got to know while growing up and serving in Massachusetts, had a sermon she used to preach that began in a very memorable way. Bishop Barbara, all five foot nothing of her, skinny as a rail, hunched over, would march herself up into whatever pulpit she was ascending, and in her smoker's rasp would bellow out, Jesus is dangerous. <laughs> Wait, what? That's what all her listeners would think. So she would say it again, Jesus is dangerous. Baptist who said, I baptize you with water. 
But the one coming after me, he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. Because water washes, but fire makes new. And Jesus came to make all things new, but he warns us that such a radical change, such a major disruption is bound to bring division along with it because many people are going to fight it and hard. This is what I think Bishop Barbara meant when she memorably pronounced Jesus to be dangerous. She meant Jesus is dangerous to the status quo. She meant that really following him was going to change you and hopefully through you change the world. But because many people are resistant to change and especially change that purports to restructure things like power and authority, there will be those who will fight back against it in the name of keeping things the way they are. And Bishop Barbara knew of what she spoke. As an African-American woman and as the first woman consecrated a bishop in the Anglican Communion, she was a pioneer in widening the circles of church leadership. She believed that for the church to bear witness to that heavenly reality Jesus was pointing us towards, it required a diversity of leadership and voices in its highest ranks. But not everybody agreed with her. As she approached the date of her consecration, she received obscene messages and even death threats. It got to the point where she was urged to wear a bulletproof vest under her robes for the service. She refused. But she knew in her core the disruptive, the dangerous nature of discipleship, and still she stood her ground on the front lines of the fires of change because she believed that on the other side, stood a reality that was that much closer to God's kingdom. And that made such a struggle endurable. She believed Jesus when he promised that a loving relationship of closeness and presence with the divine was meant to be available to all people. And she shared his vision of a new way of ordering our society that was more generous and more just where the abundance of the world was more evenly shared, she believed that if her life and witness as a leader in the church could bring that reality one step closer into being, then it was worth it. Now, I hope for most of us, following Jesus and living by his law of love will not be quite such a matter of life and death. But the general point remains Something needs to change. We need to change. This world certainly needs to change because the status quo leaves us far short of the kingdom that Jesus came proclaiming. So if we are not out to create a world that is more loving and more just, then I'm not quite sure what we're doing here. But sadly, such efforts are bound to cause division and difficulty even today. 
How many of us know stories of those whose coming to the Episcopal Church, with its radical emphasis on love of God and neighbor, has led to painful divisions, divisions even within close friends and families, those whose faith convictions may have a different emphasis. More than a few of us, I'm sure. And just because Jesus warned us it would happen doesn't make it any easier. For others of us, the difficult nature of discipleship manifests differently, but can be similarly disruptive. I find it comes for me as this constant, niggling dissatisfaction, a frustration with the way things are, and a sense that you just cannot abide the world as it is at present. For the pain and the hurt and the oppression and the violence and the greed and manipulation and self-centeredness and the sadness that sits at the center of so much of how we operate seems deeply wrong. If it breaks your heart to see what we're doing to each other, what we're doing to our world, then there could be nothing more important and helping to try and change. And the way of being that Jesus showed us in word and deed, that is the way to change it. The way of love that he walked is how this world is going to be healed and renewed. But that promised change that he pointed us to, that reality of God on earth as it is in heaven, it must be so beautiful in our eyes that it makes the disruptions and the difficulties and yes, even the dangers that may come along the way make them pale in comparison. True discipleship means falling in love with that kingdom vision because we can't bear the world as it is and we know, we believe it could be better. If we actually do what Jesus asked us to do, to love our God and love our neighbor, yes, at times it will be painful. Yes, we will suffer difficulty and heartache. We will be frustrated and we will fall short. But we will have done what we can do to bring heaven and earth that much closer together. And despite the struggle, there could be no more worthwhile way to spend our lives. I, for one, am thankful that in this struggle, we are not alone. We have Jesus, who has walked that road himself and shown us the way through the fire, helping us to see what lies on the other side, but we also have each other, fellow followers to encourage and support and inspire us along the way. We have those people with us today, and we have those who have gone before, that great cloud of witnesses, as the letter to the Hebrews puts it. Those who had glimpsed the kingdom reality so clearly that they could abide nothing less and could endure whatever came their way. Witnesses like Bishop Barber, 
who as of just one month ago officially joins their ranks, having been named by the church for her courage, her faith, and her ministry, the newest saint in our Episcopal calendar. Since her dramatic consecration in 1989, the Anglican Communion has now consecrated over 100 female bishops, most of those here in the Episcopal Church. And though it has brought division, it has also brought us one step closer to being a church that reflects more fully the fullness of God's reality, which means the kingdom has inched that much closer into being. Thanks to her, and thanks to so many who have gone before, those who have withstood the fire and devoted their lives to the gospel of love which Christ came proclaiming, we have everything we need to run with perseverance the race that is set before us, embracing its challenges, its changes, its divisions, its disruptions, maybe even its dangers, as together we keep on working for that Amen. Amen. Amen.